Hey guys, welcome to another East Coast Rams podcast. I am your co-host Ashton here uh, with my awesome co-host Zach. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, all the holidays in there. Uh, how you doing, Zach? It's that time of the year. The Rams gifted us a pretty nice W, not perfectly wrapped, and we'll go into that a little bit more. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I mean, like you said, the Rams have won, so Victory Monday is just even more sweeter um, than normal Mondays just because you get to go into the office, ready for work, super excited that your Rams team won. Um, Probably should have been a bigger blowout than what it was. We'll get to that here in a bit, but it was still good. How are you, my friend? Uh, Doing great. Christmas shopping almost done. Uh, Santa's getting a lot of good a lot of goodies uh, for all the special children out there and uh, my family uh, just having fun doing it all. Uh, Guys, uh, enjoy your family. Try to take this time out. And, you know, the good thing is we got a game on Thursday. We get to look forward to that and not have to worry about a game on Christmas Day. As fun as that was, my family didn't appreciate it as much. So I'm hoping we can uh, kind of stay away from the Christmas Day games for a while. Uh, we can enjoy the family and then worry about business the week after Christmas and getting into the playoffs. Uh, yeah, my family, uh, we celebrate on Christmas Eve with my family and they're all Bengals fans. So I'm also glad that they got shifted to a Saturday game. So we no longer have to deal with football really on Christmas Eve or anything like that. So super excited about that. Um, but it's always it is always still fun to have some football on at least in the background while you're at uh, family events. Um, but yeah, so the Rams did a lot this weekend. Um, they clinched their fourth out of the last five games. So since the bye, they're four and one. Um, couldn't really ask anything better, um, and that's what they needed. They needed this push to get us now into the playoff contention. We're now we finally officially hit the seventh seed. Coming on this Thursday, we're going to have to fight for that seven seed battle with the Saints. Um, but first, you want to talk about the injury report? Uh, yeah. So, Zach, we have a few uh, Rams kind of coming back from injury. Rob Habenstein looks like he should be good to go Thursday. And uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. But Nopum was – he didn't have an awful game, but he was struggling a little bit. And you could definitely tell on that right side we were – really missing Havenstein. Um, so he comes back. Akilah Witherspoon is also expected to play after getting a little banged up against Washington. And uh, he was pulled out for uh, a little bit of that ending of the game, which, you know, was kind of in those critical areas that we could have really used him for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2-2 Atwell also is returning, should be good to go, uh, you know, uh, we've had good play by Robinson as that third, so uh, I'm interested to see what they do whenever they kind of roll him back in. Having more trust in Robinson uh, should be a really good compliment getting Tutu back. Uh, Joe Nopum, as we just mentioned a little bit earlier, looks like he will be uh, out. He's having foot issues. Uh, he's trending in the yeah. wrong direction. It's a do not participate, but again, today I don't really think many people – I mean, it was just probably more of a walkthrough today just because of yesterday's game. Uh, really, we'll, really won't know until Tuesday's injury report to see if it's anything more serious um, or not. But these all, all these guys are trying to recover um, 
but having rate having having Havenstein back definitely will will definitely boost up that right side for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Trey Tomlinson also uh, kind of left the game with a hamstring injury, and he listed a DMP on Monday. So a few DMPs to kind of be worried about. Yeah, but um, but like we kind of mentioned, you know, we're now looking at the NFC uh, playoff hunt. Um, right now, we're sitting at seven. Uh, this past weekend, the 49ers did clinch the NFC West title. Um, so they are the NFC West champions. Um, we are in the we're in second place currently in the, the NFC West, but hitting at that seventh seed. And we're going to kind of break down that ga- the game on Thursday here in just a little bit. Um, but this does have major repercussions. I mean, not only for the Saints and for the Rams, but it also kind of hits the other teams pretty hard too. So uh, we'll we'll kind of dive into that. But do you have any initial reaction? You know, the Rams getting in getting into the playoffs, at least as of today. We'll see what they can do on Thursday. I mean, in theory, they get to control their destiny if they went out during the uh, playoffs. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see how at the end of the year the tiebreakers kind of work out between the Vikings and Rams. But in theory, if they both went out, the Rams are seven seed. Uh, a lot of sites have us a little bit higher of a statistical chance of getting the six seed. I think the sixth seed appears like it'll be a lot of fun against the Lions. So, uh, you know, we'll kind of see how it goes and don't count your chickens before they hatch. Yeah, we no doubt. I mean, really... Oh, I was just going to say, we can't really afford to lose one of the next two games. If we do, again, it's going to be kind of out of luck if we make it in or not. Yeah, I mean the Rams have the Saints next this this coming Thursday, and then also we have the Giants the following Sunday with a with a good rest in between there, um, and then obviously our last game is against the 49ers. So really, this is kind of a this is really a must win. The next two weeks are definitely a must wins because we know the 49ers, depending on what their what their position is going into uh, the playoffs, if they don't clinch that first seed that first seed before going in, we look like we should be facing you know, kind of the, probably the full wrath of the 49ers and they have been dominant this, this season so far. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, as, as far as the, the skate, the games this past weekend, I mean, definitely helped the Bengals definitely helped us out by knocking the, the Vikings down a notch. Um, and obviously Tampa Bay also helped um, keeping or pushing, really pushing the, um, the, the, the Packers down Packers. a notch and, the, yeah. and then having the Rams, you know, win, push them even further up into that notch. So uh, the Rams just need to keep on winning uh, to kind of keep their chances alive. And the yeah, Vikings have to place the, the Vikings have to place Detroit two more times in the next three weeks. Um, so Detroit can also do us a solid by, you know, keep pegging, you know, knocking the, the Vikings down too. Uh, let me ask you uh, this, Zach. Would you rather face the Lions, the Eagles, or the Cowboys? Out of those three teams. Uh, um, the Lions, the Eagles, or the Cowboys? Probably, if we're going, we're in, we're going to be home. They're going to be away. The Rams are going to be away, no matter what we, we kind of mm-hmm. how we slice this. Um, so, I would say I would face the Lions. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying there. Um, I'm, you know, I, I, I love Jared Goff and, you know, I think I, and I don't really want to see it because I don't want to see that heartbreak uh, for either side. Um, 
but it's it's one of those things where if I have to pick one, I think the Lions are the bet the the team that you know when we move in home, the fans are going to still love Stafford, um, even though it's going to be loud and crazy there. Um, that's going to be a probably a better Rams environment than if you went to the Eagles um, in Philadelphia um, or you go down you go down to Texas and the Cowboys. Uh, plus, you know, going to Detroit, it's in a it's in an in- door facility so the weather is definitely not going to um hinder going up against um going up against uh you know the eagles the lines yeah. Oh, eagles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah i i mean it's like one of those things where it would be such a cool like whether we win or lose just story moment for the nfl for a lot of the players you know, kind of like a full circle moment between the lines stafford uh, and, you know, if they win, I'll be happy for golf. Of course, I want, I prefer the Rams win, and I, I feel like they have the best chance against the Lions because the Lions have been a s- slightly more inconsistent than the other three big NFC teams. So uh, we'll kind of see where the chips land, if we can get in or not. And it's still not guaranteed. Like, we have to play the Saints. That's going to be a big game for seeding big game yeah for sure uh all right so let's talk about this commander's game it was a 28 to 20 win we kind of alluded to it earlier the the, really this game should have been a bigger blowout than it did but there was some miscues on the offensive side um and then you know the the uh, commander's offense kind of rejuvenated itself going into the fourth quarter uh so 28 to 20 what were your kind of initial reactions um to how the game kind of started started off uh you know, it's a lot of the same inconsistencies, especially in the red zone for this offense. The inability to score touchdowns passing the ball, especially early red zone trips. I don't know why their execution is so bad. Um, I think some of that has to do with some, at least in the last two weeks, teams focusing on that right tackle spot with no boom being a little bit weaker at pass protection uh, than I would say we normally are with having sign. Yeah. To be, fair overall, to, Nopum, to be fair to Nopum this week, he only had two pressures against him. Um, so going through him. So he actually played better this week than he had in the, in the previous week when, when he had a fill in for Havenstein. Um, I, I mean, even Sean McVay kind of went into it this past week or into his presser um it's kind of on him as far as the play calls that they're making in the red zone we saw this both last week and this week last week it was 11 straight run passes that was that was pushing the ball downfield super efficient and then we go to three plays three pass plays and then we have to we have to settle for a field goal and they did this they didn't do it the same because Stafford was throwing, slinging the ball left and right down the field, but they were still running the ball and doing it. But then again, when they get to the red zone, they go again with three straight passes and didn't even attempt to go for a, a run. Um, so it, it comes down to the play calling in that red zone. Yeah, uh, play calling in red zone has to get better, especially against a uh, <clears throat> very poor secondary like Washington has. Their D-line is really good, so I can kind of see not wanting to go very run heavy, uh, especially in the first half, and you got to weaken them down. Um, You know, Kyron 
shown kind of like a rookie level moment. I know he's a second year player. He got kind of redshirted his first year. Uh, You cannot do that twice in a game. Once things happen, you know, it is what it is. But you got to pay attention to ball security. And if it happens more than once, it that's just a mental error at that point. And the way he was running with that ball was kind of reckless. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't he, do that. I, You know, the first one, I think, was the oops, oopsies uh, moment. The second one was definitely, you know, A, you had the previous one to kind of realize what was happening. But at the same time, the second one, he he thought he busted out and he was going to make a, a way longer play than he did. Um and so he he was more concerned about running it into the you know into the end zone for let's say um than he was he didn't think he was going to get hit you know so close so he was more again going with speed than ball security and then obviously what led to that second one which was which was disappointing um but kind of going in the first half the rams defense played really well that first half i mean um you know they out of all the drives they had, they had no points going into the, into the second half for Washington. Um, They held every drive, but one to a, to three, three and out, or there was one, four and out. Um, And on their second drive, they were able to stop them on downs. I have no idea why the commanders thought that they should, you know, go for it, you know, just kick the field goal, tie the game up, and let's move on. But they ended up trying to go for, you know, going forward on fourth, and the Rams stopped them. And, you know, so being able to goose them, them in the, the first half was was really well done by that defense. Well, I mean, the analytics there say, like, you go, uh, especially against a team like the Rams that can score points, you got to go uh, to convert it because your percentage chances go up significantly if you can score there, uh, especially a touchdown kicking the field goal reduces it. So I understand from that point of view, but I mean, I there's a fourth the and way one. their defense, the, the way their defense was playing up to that point, I think you give them another chance uh, to make another stop personally. Uh, but, you know, analytics I mean, says otherwise. It was fourth and one. They decided to go on a pass play. I mean, Probably not the strongest suit, but you know it is. It I is think we had is. stopped two runs right before that. In fairness, um, maybe I'm wrong there. You might be right on that one. Um, yeah, at least two of the three. Yeah, you're right. So two, the first one and the third one were both run plays, and they couldn't get it. In, so they tried to pass. Um, yeah. I mean, I get it, but it's at the beginning of the game. You know, I know that you may not have so many opportunities to get down there. Uh, I mean, they they had two turn they had two of our turnovers that didn't lead to any points. Um, so, you know, you you get what you can take. I I think especially you want to give your team some momentum, and I think you lose momentum if you get turnover on downs and don't get any points out of the out of the game. I so. mean, they were on a hot streak that drive. People forget they're going, going, going. They converted a fourth down earlier that drive. And uh, he, Sam Howell was passing good, making good reads. Uh, their run game, Gibson was doing decent. Uh, but, yeah, it was uh, fortunate for the Rams. They went for it and we were able to get really good pressure and kind of force incompletion. 
Yep. Yep. But as far as the first half goes, I was pretty, I was pretty proud of the team. Um, you know, I was proud of um, Kyron Williams to be able to kind of get back after he, he fumbled the ball. Um, you know, outside of those two fumbles, the Rams, the offense really played really, really, really well. Um, it, it just, it stinks that it, it went that way. I mean, Matthew Stafford was 25 for 33, 258 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Um, he was sacked three times, which is not something that you ever want. Um, but he himself played well. Kyron Williams, 27 carries for 152 yards, passing um, his 1,000-yard threshold for this session for the season so far. So kudos to him. I mean, obviously, that's something to celebrate. It just stinks that it also came in the same game that you had. You had two fumbles. Um, any anything else you want to say, kind of on Stafford's kind of performance? I loved watching Stafford. His throws were beautiful. He makes he just makes everything look so elegant and flawless and you know, his Higby pass amazing. Um, I still love that little, like the little toss that he does. He's just like elegantly throws it behind him to his receiver and you know, they get yardage. I think it was Topuka. Um, beautiful, beautiful performance by Stafford. Yeah, I think he also had a good one in the end, end zone that was supposed to be a post. I believe it was to Puka. It might have been to Cup, but it got battered away. Really good coverage I, by Manuel Forbes, I believe. But, you know, St- Stafford just the last five weeks, he has proven that he's still that top 10 level quarterback in the NFL. Like, there's a reason the Rams have been scoring consistently well on offense, and he is that reason. And when he has struggled, that's because our run game isn't able to get off the ground and our O-line has kind of struggled uh, with injuries this year. I, I do truly believe, like, his ability to make reads, to control the huddle, like, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And, um, you know, he gives us a chance to win. As much as I wish we had a little bit more of a mobile QB and we kind of missed that at times, uh, man, those throws, you, like you said, that Higby throw, you can't. Only three or four QBs in the NFL can make that throw. I mean, the only person who knew that he was throwing, oh, there's only two people he knew that he was actually throwing the ball. Everybody else on the planet Earth who was watching that game thought he was throwing the ball away. It was Stafford and Higby were the only two people I think on the earth who knew that that was going to happen. Um, I mean, truly that I really thought that that thing was going out and then to, for Higby also to get the two tag swag, like, you know, he, it was just, it was, it was a beautiful throw. It was a beautiful catch. Um, and just, just, just amazing how, how that all played out. Um, yeah. Higby's <laughs> looking healthy, healthier. So it looks like he's getting back a little bit. Um, Cup was back again. I mean, he had over 100 yards. Um, he got a touchdown. The big, oh, beautiful 60-yard wide-open play. Um, and again, it, it's that it's that it's, it's that mental mind that he has because he saw that play coming a mile away because he he knew their reads and it was something they did similar and he's like, well, we could exploit that. Um, and him and Stafford did. It was. 
again, a, another one of those, you know, that, that IQ that you just can't get off the street. You can't just get from college that kind of mental IQ of being able to read all those things. It takes time and it takes, you know, that veteran experience that Stafford has and that cup has. Um, so big kudos to them. Again, the offense, again, outside the two fumbles was beautiful today. Better catch than throw, at least in that situation. Stafford kind of overthrew him a little bit, like uh, a little bit, but, you know, great high point catch by Cup. And he was so wide open. The extra second or two didn't matter anyways. So it was just, whoo. It is nuts when the camera pans up and you just see Cup in the middle of, like, nowhere with no one a mile around you're like yeah no oh. one i mean i mean at least 15 to 20 yards away from them like there was one guy in like the like the middle of the field you know 10 yards away from him so it was it was uh it was beautiful um but yeah i mean you know cup had eight catches for 111 yards puka had five catches for 50 yards he had a he did have a big miss um couldn't catch the ball in the middle of the field on that one play. Uh, those things will happen. Um, you have uh, Demarcus Robinson again is playing another game where he's really trying to, you know, he's kind of in that third, fourth uh, wide receiver with Tutu, and he was able to, you know, really come into that third receiver role going into this game with Tutu out. Um, again, Higby Great had four mit- catches. Match. Yeah. Uh, Davis Allen, he had one good catch of the of the game. So he again, he was obviously didn't didn't do a whole lot other than that one catch. But um, again, just seeing him still being in the rhythm of things and being able to kind of really be that tight end two next to Higby um, was was really good to see. Um, Kyron Williams did have one again one throw that I wish he would have caught. Um, it was a it was a good throw by uh, it was a good throw by Stafford. Um, just couldn't couldn't make that catch, um, which was kind of disappointing for that one. But um, you know, he yep. he did it really well too. You you want to talk about defense? Yeah, let's talk about defense. And I know where you're going to go in just a minute. So let me break down some of the pauses. I mean, this defense played really well. Um, there should have definitely been at least two interceptions uh, that the Rams should have caught um, before the one they did get, uh, but. Uh, I think Akella Weatherspoon had the opportunity to get two. He kind of messed one of them up that I think if he didn't attempt to go for it, John Johnson would have gotten the uh, gotten one of those. Um, but again, the Akella Witherspoon is just, he is playing really good football and he was definitely one of the best things that we did this off season. Um, so uh, uh, probably outside of Dotson. Um, so, to me, this Rams defense played really well, even when they got to the goal line um, at the very end when the you know the commanders were kind of to charge back through their big stand, you know, pretty much going eight plays at the one yard line um, to take off, you know, two two plus minutes of the time was just was just spectacular. All right, I gave my praise. You want to talk about DK? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let me start off with saying uh, some people misconstrued this as like anyone criticizing DK, I think is crazy. No, I think there's legitimate gripes to have with this game. 
uh, that he had. It was very roller coaster, very up and down. Um, he did make a good amount of mistakes, but to say he was the reason the game was close or he was the reason they choked the game, I think it's just an asinine take. I think the people who were saying he was uh, the biggest liability, the weakest link, uh, that he should be cut, I heard that too. Like, you guys are just nuts, in my opinion. Like, you guys are just judging him against an unrealistic ex expectation. Now, let me explain. I think there are, what, three plays that a lot of people have issue with. Uh, right, Zach? Um, uh, yeah, at least three. I mean, he had two pass interference calls. One was right was the first or their second touchdown towards the um, towards the end zone. Um, that was the his other one. Yeah, and then and then the other one that was in the end zone. Um, yeah. After four plays, uh, but let's go in the first touchdown. That's just a great catch. By great player. Good coverage by DK. Uh, I guess technique-wise, he could have placed his hands down a little bit differently. But you redo that catch nine times out of ten, the wide receiver is not going to catch that. Only a few NFL wide receivers going to catch that touchdown. Um, just a great play. It happens. Uh, it happened to Jalen Ramsey. It happened to DK. Um, that second touchdown... I will die on this hill. I think people blaming DK for a second touchdown are crazy. Yes, he shouldn't have held. That was a flag. And yes, he would have been liable had Terry caught a 10 to 15 yard pass. But the fact that he stopped the touchdown to start with, when that would, should have been on a safety, the, the tackle Terry, when he got into the second level, that's on whoever zone that was supposed to be uh not really on dk to stop that touchdown from happening and he still made the play of course fans don't give him any credit for it all they see is him getting beat and then tackling him and you know no one would have cared uh i let me rephrase that people wouldn't have cared even if we didn't allow the touchdown right <clears throat> and yeah. the flag, I mean, we've seen that type of holding not get called consistently in the NFL. I think refs are pointing it out because he's leaning on it a little bit too much and he has to get better technique. Again, a second-year player who basically got redshirted half of last year. So Up and down game. I will let me. I'm gonna play devil's advocate because I, I I do agree with most of what you're saying. Um, I think when it comes to the fan base and when it, when it comes to people who are not as maybe in depth into watching back the film tapes and watching how this team develops and they're just there to watch the game as it plays out. I know personally, my wife watches the games with me. She does not like DK. She thinks that he is a guy who always comes in. He's always flagged, which he is. I mean, you go in to watch almost any Rams game, he's flagged at least once or twice per game for something that to anyone normal or to, to any normal person watching the game just seems ridiculous. Like he's always getting called for pass interferences, things like that. Many, many times those pass interference plays prevent the touchdown. And if you prevent the touchdown and you're able to either only get three points or you're able to eat up the clock, 
then it was well worth to do the pass interference play. 100% agree. But I kind of want to take it back to this game. This game, though, he was targeted eight times, and seven of those times Washington caught the ball. You look at it where um, the three touchdowns, two of them were because of DK. One of them was because they tripped him up um, at the one-yard line. So potentially, again, if you look at look at, I know I I know I understand what you're talking about the safeties, um, but when you look at it, he that was his guy, almost got three touchdowns on him, um, but he was the one who also caused the the pass interference, which again it was, I think it was a fourth down play. Was it going to be a touchdown? Was it not going to be a touchdown? I don't know. But then you give it another chance of having another four downs. Um, and they were able to eat up the clock. The defense did really well on the three drives. And then they were able to get that square that knocked one last one in. Um, so do I blame him a lot? No. But when you look at the perspective of him, you see the the flags being called. That's where people have issues with it. They see him as the one who's always getting beat, who's always getting the flags on him. The troublemaker if you will um and i think that's what the fan base and you know normal everyday fans that's what they're seeing again i'm not necessarily saying people have to like him or think he's a good player he is just not the weakest link and not the reason this game was close no i don't think so but i think when you look in the when you look in this offseason i do think that they're going to look at that cornerback's position a little bit more um, and they're going to figure things out. And I hope they sign Witherspoon. I think he's been a great asset to the team. Um, But if, but I do think that that's going to be a spot and we'll talk about this in our draft, you know, post session. I really do think that that's something that the, 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 that the Rams are going to look at. And we can talk about why Kirby or Kobe Durant or, um, why Trey Hodges hasn't been on the field, but that's because they've been really bad at practice, and that should tell you something. Maybe the coaching staff is wrong about them. Maybe they need to give them more chances. But you know, I mean, even, they are even Kobe Durant's not playing much. I mean, he played thirty-two percent of the snaps um, this past week. I mean, really, when you're looking at the cornerback position, it's really. Kendrick and it's Witherspoon. They're playing, you know, into the 70 to 80 percent of every snap. Uh, Witherspoon didn't play as much this week because of his like kind of late in the game injury. Um, things like that. Uh, the So the other anything about else about DK? I think we kind of covered that. Uh, one. I mean, again, do I think he's a cornerback one? No. But do I think he's a complete light? liability uh kind of like a what's his name from michigan that we had uh for four or five years uh i can't think of his name he was with the raiders but cut uh but either way uh we had him and he just struggled the entire time he was with us and I don't think Darian Kendrick, like, he shows sparks of being a great player, and he has a little bit of promise. I think he's a solid uh, cornerback to potentially a great rotational cornerback three. I do think he's worth keeping his rookie deal. Uh, But the fans, like, expecting him to be locked down corner against Terry McLaurin is nuts. 
And I, I just, I think people have the wrong type of expectation from him. Uh, that second touchdown, no matter what people say, like we use a lot of zone match. Uh, we don't do a lot of man. Uh, and we do mostly zone and zone match, which basically means it mimics kind of like a man and you follow that person throughout your zone until you have to hand them off. And the fact that people just instantly see a 30, 40 yard uh, touchdown and they blame the DB when it's probably the safety's fault. It's just, you know, it is what it is. He stopped the yeah. touchdown. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so kind of going back onto the second half defense, um, when we yeah. had such a big lead going into the fourth quarter, um, I mean, at one point it was, you know, 28, 28 to seven. Um, you, we kind of saw them stop playing Aaron Donald for a while. I think they were trying to rest them. This was a short week, things like that. But all of a sudden, you know, now it's 14, 28 and they're, you know, they bring in um, Brissett and he's taking them downfield and things like that at a more efficient rate than Howell was. Um, and so then they had to get Aaron Donald back on the field. I mean, he only played 65% of the snaps uh, this game. Um, so very, very interesting play they did there. But as you get the, the Rams were kind of, kind of putting their backs up against the wall um, towards the end of that game. And I think that was a scary point for everybody was, could they really lose this game and kind of got scary there for a little bit. Um but I, you know, with Aaron Donald, Ernest Jones, um, Witherspoon, those those guys playing at those positions. I mean, even the safeties positions have been, for the most part, pretty good. I mean, obviously, there's been some miscues over the last couple of weeks, which have caused the big plays. But um, overall, our defense is is playing well, and they're they're playing well against against good teams, and they're playing well against bad teams. You know, obviously, when you're on the field, the more things are going to happen. Um, and they were trying; they were playing more soft and letting the time run out, run up. Uh, but you get those long, deep throws, and you get the pass interference. Yes, I know that he he saved the touchdown, but you know if you could deflect it and not allow it to happen, um, how wasn't very accurate, really, as it was on those deep throws. So, you know, the closer you, the close the those longer throws allow you know not as much time taken off the clock, and I think that was what the Rams were going for. Yeah, from that perspective, it was fine. But uh, we can talk about special teams, Zach. Uh, kicker missed a kick that would have basically made us not all have partial heart attacks for the last 10 minutes of the game. Uh, yep. You you got to make that kick. That's Yeah, I mean, anything under 50, he should be able to kick. I mean, realistically, if you ask for him to go above 50, you know, that's something that maybe we can have a discussion about. But um, when you're on, when you're under four, when you're under 50 and you're definitely under 45, um, those are things that you're, that you need to clean up. Um, we'll see, we'll Longer see what happens. Making those kicks. Yep. All right. We're not going to well, bring Maher the- anymore. We need to, we need to move on. Maher's gone. He's gone. We have Haversick. We don't have Crosby. I don't um, think got- that's going to last. I, I really don't think he's going to last. Right. We'll We'll, we'll see how he does against uh, the Saints on, on Thursday night. Um, so other than that, final play, they try to do an offside kick. Cooper Cup, smart IQ, punches it out. Rams are able to secure the win. 
Um, so very, like I said, other, again, the two fumbles uh, outside of that, this game was very positive. I think the Rams could take a lot away from this in a, in a positive light. Um, and then take that on against this Thursday um, against the New Orleans Saints, who are also seven and seven, looking to get into one of the playoff spots. Um, go up against Derek Carr. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts about how this game could look like Thursday night primetime game in SoFi? Uh, yeah, Saints are a sneaky good defense. A uh, really solid D line. Um. A uh, good safety pair. I think their cornerbacks, uh, you know, outside of Lattimore, kind of lackluster. Uh, but overall, you know, it's a really solid defense, above average, good to, I would say good. Uh, their offense is what has really struggled this year. Uh, they have moments of being really good in multiple with, like, Taysom Hill and – uh, dang, Carr. Yeah, I couldn't think of his name for a second. Like, Carr has struggled to throw deep. Uh, and, you know, Michael Thomas, I believe he's been healthy for the most part. So it's like one of those teams where, like, I don't feel like they use their offensive weapons correctly all the time. And the play calling is probably more of an issue than the talent offensively. Uh, I don't know much about their O-line, but it seems like Carr gets pressured a lot, too. So, um, so it looks like – so Thomas is out and uh, mm-hmm. he's likely to miss. He's been he's been on IR, I believe. Uh, what about Olave? I think Olave was out last week, too. Olave was out uh, this past Sunday. He is also on the – he's on the injury report list as did not participate. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, the other one was, uh, Latmore, um, is also, uh, yeah, Latimore, uh, is also unlikely, um, to play against the Rams. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be a lot of practice squad wide receiver guys. So, um, if Olave doesn't play, so. Yeah, I mean, Alave has been their top receiver this this season. Obviously, you know, like I said, Michael Thomas has been out since uh, week ten, uh, but he's he has seventy two reception, nine hundred eighteen yards, four touchdowns. Um, so he's he's doing well there. But when you look at this past game that the Saints just had, um, again, it was the Giants, and they did you know beat them pretty well. He passed to ten different receivers. And they weren't named Michael Thomas, and they weren't named Alave. Oh. Um, so it's Chahid is just... tricky, uh, tricky good, like or sneaky good. Uh, he's like been a special teamer and like the returner for like two, three years, yeah. and he's starting to get more and more snaps as wide receiver. And I, I like, I like him. I think he's a solid wide receiver. Yeah, I think, I mean, you have Shahid, you have Johnson, and you have, obviously, you have Kamara, which Kamara is that kind of, you know, that dual threat of the running and of the of the, the passing game. Um, but at the same time, Kamara hasn't really had as much of a, um, a season as I think he would like. I mean, he's had 161 carries, 630 yards, five touchdowns, um, averaging about 3.9 yards uh, per carry. Um, so it's... He was injured for 
or I think he was suspended for the first three weeks. That sounds right. He was Uh, either hurt or suspended for three weeks. I can't remember which, but so that's an impartial season, but still, like you said, it's not as great as he's normally used to. uh, I think partially because the The, passing game has struggled a little bit. Well, I mean, even this game, this, the running game kind of struggled. I mean, they didn't even hit a hundred yards, you know, with their two running backs, Jamal Williams, and obviously uh, Kamara. So, um, you know, 28 carries for 87 yards. It's averaging three yard, 3.1 yards per attempt. Um, it's just not something that you want to see when you're, when again, realistically, the way you win games is you kind of marry that pass in the run. Um, you know, they were able to keep it pretty even 28 carries for 28 um, throwing attempts. So really, you know, you are marrying that system, but you need to get a little bit more yardage. You need to be a little bit more explosive. And I think the Rams can exploit that. They've been a really, they've been a pretty decent Ram. The Rams have been a pretty decent run stop team for the most part. Obviously, when you're facing the 49ers and Christian McCaffrey and some other, some other like top tier, you're going to have some breaks there. Uh, but for the most part, they've been doing pretty well at being able to kind of contain that run. Um, so hopefully they can continue down that path. Yeah, especially second half of the season, uh, you uh, see some of the younger D linemen get better. Uh, I think that's partially because Kobe Turner has kind of like grown a lot, especially in the run stopping department. Uh, Edge, uh, maybe you feel differently. I felt like uh, because I think there were two injuries against the commanders on their O-line, and I felt like we weren't pressuring at all. Uh, That's a problem. Yeah, right I mean, there. anytime that I ever really we saw anything was from Ernest Jones coming down the middle, like being able to break the middle and, you know, get to uh, howl pretty quickly. But other than that, like you said, I didn't feel like our edges really put enough pressure um, on a defense or on an offensive line that, like you said, they were they had injuries. You know, they weren't playing their full five starters. So it's it was just very interesting to to see how that worked out. Yeah, we got to be able um, to get pressure with four people against a backup lineman. Yep. Um, I kind of this this didn't hit me uh, or it did hit me during today when I was kind of prepping, uh, you know, part of our script. Um, And then I was listening to the Sean McVay show, which didn't have Sean McVay and had less need. But one of the funny things is like, does it always feel like when it comes down to these games, it's always against the Saints? Like these always these high pressure games. I think it just goes back to the um, the NFC championship game you know, way back in 2018 where, you know, the the infamous no call on uh, Robbie Coleman Jr. Um, or Robbie Coleman III. I, well, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Um, the pass interference call against the Saints. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Roby. Roby, yeah. Um, and so it just, it just kind of feels like when we go up against the Saints, it's always for something, and this one's for a playoff spot. I mean, really, it's we have to win this game. Yeah, I love hearing them whine about how they got two more chances after that call to win the game and they didn't score either. I I love that part that they just leave out consistently. They had a drive after that and a drive in OT. They didn't score either. That's Okay. Can can we get over 2018 now? 
Like they would know, have right? smashed it's, by the Patriots, anyways. It's it's only been you know five years. Let's 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 move on. Um, and I feel but, like it's more the 49ers that we play in critical moments when it comes to like our season, uh, like week eighteen of a uh, twenty one. Uh, week eight. I think it was the last week of twenty eighteen that we played the 49ers. Can't remember. Yeah. Or in twenty nineteen where we had to beat them to get in and we lost. And then we had to beat them to knock them out and we lost in twenty one and then the championship later a few weeks later. So you know it and, all it, it, it all happens for a reason. Yeah. The Saints are the Saints. I, I don't feel them as like a rivalry. Like there's nothing. It's just when you think about it, you're just always like, oh, man, didn't we just play him in like this big controversial game just a few years ago? And then you kind of think about, well, you know, that was in 2019 when that actually happened. So it, it just it feels so much closer than it is just because, you know, when you always think about the bigger games that happen than the smaller games. Um so I think that's just why that that kind of puts that thought in people's head. But I do expect the Rams to win. They need to win. Uh, so I'm going to put this in the they are going to win column um, to kind of keep their season going. You got three games left. You need to get at least two of the three. Um, so let's let's just do it. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think the Rams are going to win this. They're they're the better team. They're the more balanced team. I think the Saints have a slightly better defense. Uh, for the most part, they are good at applying pressure to the quarterback. Uh, but on the other hand, like their offense, if their offense is hot, uh, it could be a shootout. Uh, I just, man, Derek Carr has been so up and down this season. Uh, and inconsistent. I think some of that has to do with some of the injuries the Saints have gone through this year, a decent amount. So, you know, if they're missing their top two wide receiving uh, threats and they only have Kamara and, like, Taysom Hill, like, we got to be able to take advantage. And, uh, you know, we got to execute, yeah. Zach, and this is a team full of inconsistencies. So, Well, and we'll the see. Saints – so. I was I was kind of looking at their schedule. I mean, the Saints are in the same division as the Bucks. So even if they lose this game, it's not it won't die on their hill for this because they're still they're they're right now seven and seven with the Bucks. Um, and the Bucks are leading their division. So even a loss here doesn't necessarily get them out of the race, but a loss to the Rams really puts us behind in being able to catch back up and get back into that race. So um again, we're hoping for a big win. Let's get it done. Let's just not even have to think about, you know, let's let's we don't want other teams to decide our fate. We want we want the the Rams want their them to decide their own fate. Um, and they prove that this week and they can continue to to do that. Um yeah. Anything else you want to say before we kind of wrap this thing up? Uh I mean it's kind of like 2019 uh, in my eyes. It's a team that has some upside, some downside, some inconsistency, and they're going to have to earn their way to the playoffs. And honestly, if they lose to either the Giants or uh, to the Saints, I don't think they should be in the playoffs. They didn't earn it. Like, whether or not we should have won some games, and yeah, I agree. Like, there are some games we let go that we shouldn't have. 
it is what it is, and this team has to learn how to get consistency and finish out games. Or there's no point in being in the playoffs because you're just going to get smoked anyways. Uh, so yeah. we can keep on getting hot. Our offense has scored 25-plus last few weeks. Uh, if we can keep that going, Zach, into the playoffs, like we said, this could be one of the scariest wildcard teams uh, in a while. For sure. Definitely. I feel I mean, really going into the NFC, it's it's it could be anybody's game. I mean, obviously, the 49ers are kind of the big brothers right now in this division, um, but they're they're not without weakness. And the Rams can be their weakness. We saw how they played earlier this season um, against them. You know, we have to play them again. And, you know, we may have to play them a third time, depending on how things go um, in the postseason. So. Obviously, we want to keep all that, um, all those hopes alive. Hopefully that we can make it into the postseason um, and really kind of stamp this year as a successful year, um, which I think it has. I mean, we've we found rookies. Um, we found those oh. diamonds in the roughs and things like that. So this season, whether we get into the playoffs or not, is a good season because we have our develop. We have our fundamentals and we have the people in-house. Now we just have to go look for those little pieces to kind of fill in the spots. Um, and we'll have the cap space to be able to do that. But with that, we're going to wrap this episode of the East Coast Rams podcast up. You can find us on all social media platforms, including X, Threads, or if you still call it Twitter, you can call it Twitter. Um, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, find us on YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at East Coast Rams. We will post every single video that we do there. Um, it's really great to be able to interact with every single person. Uh, we've been, if you leave us a comment down below, we will comment you back. Uh, that is pretty much a promise that we can guarantee. Um, so yeah, leave your comments down below. Uh, Ashton, anything else you want to say as we sign off? Now, this year was supposed to be the retooling year, the rebuilding year. It's all house money, Zach, if we make it to the playoffs. And, you know, that's right. I'm not going to complain if it's the reverse of 2021 and it's the Rams going up to Levi to play for uh, the Super Bowl. I'm not going to complain. Even if we lose that game, I will enjoy losing that game. But, uh, you know, it'd be nicer if we beat them in the playoffs. We'll see, guys. We'll see. Let's do it. All right, guys. That's all for us this week. But, We'll see you guys uh, probably right after the Thursday game. Um, hopefully we'll try to get that done before the holidays come up. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll schedule that after we get done with you guys. Uh, but with everything we say, let's go Rams on Thursday. Whose house? Rams house. Rams house. <laughs>